Um, all right. Welcome, everybody, to the, I don't know which episode this is, of the Canon Studios podcast. What? We'll figure it out, and we'll put it in the show notes, and it'll be correct. Yeah. So, um, we're really uh, excited today to welcome my friend, mentor, uh, just all-around buddy in many different aspects friend, of life. Friend, at one point, you were, well, still are, my mentor. You were, We met when you were my small group leader. Well, I mean, I see you as my mentor, so I we'll, see you as my mentor. we'll fight. We'll fight over <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> no, you're the you're the mentor. <laughs> but I mean, just somebody I have like immense amounts of respect for. And um, when we started to do this uh, podcast and we were beginning to plan it out and who we want to talk to, you were one of the first people that like came to mind. And so, really appreciate you like taking the time and just you know coming to share like the wealth of knowledge and wisdom that you have. That Thank you. Yeah. Never done this before. Yeah. 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 First time's a charm. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it goes. The camera adds 80 pounds. <laughs> Man. Um, so yeah, we're, we're super excited to have you here. And um, so how we normally uh, open this up is mm-hmm. we kind of ask a question to, you know, sort of help drive the conversation. Um, and so what's one of the most vivid memories that you have from childhood? And um, I have notes. I'm going to rattle them like that. I once... Um, Listened to Ira Glass mm-hmm. at <clears throat> the University of California, Irvine, um, give a talk about how he does this American life. And he has a lot of physical props, yeah. physical props, and he makes them do things because yeah. it adds depth oh. to the audio. When uh, And he actually did the first five minutes of his show completely blacked out on stage. Like you couldn't wow. see anything. He's like, you don't even know if I'm here right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Disembodied voice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I wrote this down. So I've got notes when you when you see me refer to my notes. Okay. My grandpa had a place on the Moye River up near the Canadian border in the Idaho Panhandle. And I remember this was somewhere in middle school. I want to say it was seventh grade. I was up there. It was early August. It was perfect. Like it's one of those memories where I woke up real early. Everyone else was still asleep. I went down to the river. The sun was just coming up. I knew it was going to be a perfect day. I was confident that this was going to be great. Like yeah. The water looked good. The sun looked good. The weather was perfect. It was starting to warm up. Mm-hmm. I knew where the tubes were. I knew where the fishing poles were. I knew my cousins <laughs> were coming over. Yeah. I was just like, this is going to be the best day ever. And it was. Yeah. And it was just one of those things you hold on to. You know, like um, mm-hmm. I remember telling kids at school about summer vacations and they're talking about all these grand places. I'm like, I'm going to Idaho. Yeah, but to me, I could have been saying I'm going to Shangri-La. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Is that the name? Was that the name of the place where you at Shangri-La? No, no, it's oh. my grandpa's place in northern Idaho. It was the Moye River. The Moye River. Okay, cool. So that's like, yeah, that sounds like a freaking amazing time. Like as a young man, boy, like just thinking young about man it. Boy, yes, exactly. Yeah, right at that time, young man, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that does sound like a uh, very you know visceral memory. Um, mm-hmm. So can you sort of like um, take us on a journey, like, you know, a little bit, like how, how did you arrive where you are right now today in your role in leadership? Sure. So oddly, (laughs) it's how I got, you know, (laughs) early information security professionals like myself, I old information (laughs) security professionals like myself, there were no degrees. We we all got in accidentally um, and you know, some of the best people I know were just never were trained in cybersecurity. They, they probably the best sales engineer I ever hired 
uh, Brian Rapp, who I almost got to come over to our team at one point, um, describes him making the decision to leave his previous job when he was a surveyor. Mm -hmm. And he said, a snake went by when I was up to my chest in a Florida swamp. And I said, you know what? Mm -hmm. I want a new job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's how a lot of people get into cybersecurity. It's just one day someone runs in and says, does anyone know how to, you know, do this on a computer? And someone says, okay. Yeah. And you end up in cybersecurity. Um, Yeah. 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 So I was in the service for eight years um, and I started out as a radio man. I literally, I graduated from high school on a Friday. I was in boot on a Monday. Um, The job I chose in the Navy was radio man. Um, My first four years, it was all exactly what that says, radio man. So (laughs) I, I, old school, same radios that you would have had on a World War II ship were the radios we were still using. Dang. Um, It was crazy. And then I re-enlisted for four years and I asked to go to Hawaii. And there was no guarantee of a duty station, like what job you were going to get, but they would guarantee if I re-enlisted because they wanted me to stay, that they'll send me to Hawaii. Okay. So I called um, what's called the command master chief, the guy on the base that's going to give you your job. And I said, hey, I want to work with computers. I've been doing radio for a while. I'm I'm starting to get into computers. I want to do more of that. Can you put me in the land shop? And he was like, well, there's no room in the land shop, but we're building a knock. I'm like, I don't even know what a knock is. Um, and I got to go build a knock for yeah. the Pacific fleet, the Pacific region network operation center Worked with like half civilian, half military. Yeah. Most of the military guys sat around drinking coffee and not paying attention to what was going on. Yeah. And I just dove in. It was like a graduate degree for four wow. years in Hawaii. Um, I was working with super smart people and that got me the kind of technology background. Like I started getting into security with firewalls. Yeah. <clears throat> got out of the Navy and I had known, met Laura again. I knew, knew her when I was a kid, but, <clears throat> excuse me, getting my frog in my throat. Oh, good. Um, I knew Laura from the f- sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And um, we had met again when I was still in the service at a friend's wedding. Yeah. It was a mutual acquaintance. And so I wanted to get a job where I could drive to see her. Yeah. Like I was placing a bet. Like it was, you know, I could go anywhere yeah. as a girl. I like, and she's talking like she likes me, yeah. <laughs> you know, why not place a bet? Right. <laughs> what else in my life? could I place a bet like that? This is a right. good bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so the closest I could get was Myrtle beach, South Carolina to her Nashville, Tennessee, which is not super close, but it's mm-hmm. drivable for a long weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I found this tiny little company. I was employee number 12. I was really looking for something like, um, no structure. I'd been in structure for eight years. You know, mm-hmm. your mustache has to be this exact size. Yeah. And yeah. someone will measure it. And your hair has to be this exact length. And there needs yeah. to be creases in your uniform. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want any of that. And yeah. so being employee number 12 at this little company was like awesome. It yeah. was like my boss would be like, uh, someone's coming in tomorrow. Wear clothes. <laughs> you know? Yes. I love awesome. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but funnily enough, uh, it was a bunch of really smart, hardworking, motivated, dedicated people. And so a lot of the, the company grew and grew and grew and grew and everyone kept getting promoted and promoted and promoted. And yeah. SecureWorks eventually bought us for a bunch of money. And then Dell bought SecureWorks, which was the combined company for a, a big chunk of money, like oh, almost dang. a billion dollars. Wow. Um, and every time we were going, it's just like the old you know, the old 12 <laughs> were mm-hmm. continuously being put into higher and higher and higher level positions Yeah. Uh, until I was running global sales engineering for 
Dell SecureWorks um, with about 30 people on my team, which is the biggest team I ever managed. Oh, um, wow. Man. And then I went out to sales. Man, so that uh, was that dress code kind of sticking around when you... No. When, no, <laughs> kinda... no, I had... Uh, it was, yeah, suit up. Yeah. Um, none of which fit right now. But oh, yeah, there's a closet full of them that don't fit. Yeah. The uh, yeah the dress code change makes my, makes my heart sad a little bit. You know? Mm-hmm. You know um, yeah. It's the biggest complaint right now where we work. Uh, I was talking to people. Um, one of our coworkers was describing today that uh, the only reason I don't want to go here and go back in the office is I can't wear shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it's like that's real. Like that's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. We all man. spent the last three years wearing shorts. Yeah, man. <laughs> shorts and a hoodie or sweatpants is like mm-hmm. super comfy. But, yeah. You know. So yeah. I overtalked there. I'm sorry. No, no, you're you're no, no apologies needed. Um. So. We talked about like you know really vivid memory and um, and Gianni, feel free to to take over anytime you want. I'll Mm-mm, go ahead. Okay. Um, so, if you could choose uh, three daily habits, what would they be, and why do you think they're essential for for success? With the caveat that I probably don't do these every day as often as I should. Okay. Um, devotion and prayer time. Yeah. I've been really deliberate about that this year and I'm really loving it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then exercise. Mm-hmm. I've also been pretty deliberate about that this year. I'm doing five days a week, 30 minutes on the bike and napping. Mm-hmm. Love oh, a good man. Nap. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so yeah. good. Score me a 20 minute map nap. And yeah. I feel just like energized. Yeah. Like it feels like a whole new day, but it's just still the same afternoon. Yeah. We got to start napping. <clears throat> yeah. For real. I if can, I, if I, I take anything away from this, it's going to be uh, now. Craig, Craig said I need to yeah. nap. You score a nap. <laughs> if you do it for more than 30 minutes, you feel groggy. Yeah. But like yeah. a 15, 20 minute nap yeah. is empowering. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's like a reset. Oh, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> and definitely like the during the, the times in, in our life, I think when we are most um, in sync or like when we have that like devotion and prayer time, like consistently, like I, I know or we can feel like the difference. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. just a complete like alignment and you know, all your effort, what you're trying to do. So yeah. in that sense, totally, totally agree. Um, so yeah. this, um, this topic that we are sort of um, touching on this month kind of revolves around the, the idea of um, making heroes and not necessarily like being the hero. And so empowering people in your organization mm-hmm. to, grow into um to have an avenue to succeed yeah and so um yeah to to kind of jump into that um how do you foster a culture of empowerment within your organization and what steps do you take to give employees the autonomy and support that they need to take on leadership roles sure so i broke this one down into a few different thoughts um empowering this is just my experience rather you know i a lot of different business leaders can come in and say a lot of different things. Empowering to me is about just describing a need. Mm. People grow to what you need them to grow to. Yeah. Right. It's uh, blowing the horn Mm -hmm. and seeing who gets up and goes to charge. Yeah. Yeah. And so telling the team like, guys, this is what we got to do. This is what I need. Yeah. That empowers them to be like, Oh, this is what we got to go. This is do. This is what we have to do. Yeah. This is what he needs. Um, And that's the kind of team I want. And if you got that kind of team, then, you know, empowerment is just, this is what we need. Yeah. Right. People do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I think it has to, you have to recognize that too, as a leader, like 
for people that are listening or watching or whatever that don't know, Craig and Kyle work together. Yep. Um, and so I know from the outside looking in, like there are going to always be hard days at work, right? Like, especially when they're challenging or there's a pivot or whatever. Um, but the most consistent thing that I hear is like, he doesn't say it directly, but he's like, I know Craig has my back basically. And he's empowering me to be able to make this decision. But even if I can't figure it out, yeah, we kind of figure it out together. Right. Mm -hmm. Or he's giving me the resources that I need. So I think, um, having a good pulse on like your entire team as a leader, that's also what allows you to empower, um, Others, because you, you know, as a leader, you could say, hey, this is what we need. And the team could not yes. do it if they don't respect you or if you don't have that type of relationship. No. Yeah. But I think they know that you're coming from like a good place, not a place of like, do this because I said to do it. Right. Is that movie old school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where Will Ferrell's like, we're going streaking. And he runs off and no one follows him, right? Like- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know, that's 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 a really like good, you know, good example of it is. Yeah. Um, I think as a leader you're someone worth following. So that's why it's Yeah. It feels like that. So you have to be that's deliberate though. Yeah. It's not like a oh, I just have some X factor yeah. or I say nice things like one of the other questions you had below, um, I, I talked about you got to carry a burden for your people. Mm. You've got to feel it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You've got to carry a weight for them. Yeah. Um, in, in your interactions with the company that you're working for and their promotions and their salaries. And are they, you know, being able to meet their needs with their family and yeah. achieve their goals. Yeah. And if you don't carry at least some of that burden mm-hmm. with them, mm-hmm. right. You're probably not going to be the guy that. Yeah that they answer the need for. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good perspective. Cause I don't know if a lot of people get that right, but that's a lot of empathy, right? Like putting yourself in that person's shoes. So that was a really powerful. My heart doctor probably doesn't appreciate, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, I was going to say to validate that, like, you know, like we've gone through some just, not necessarily like turmoil, like for sure we are totally blessed to be in the position that we're in, but I know there was just recently for our team, like a lot of um, kind of unanswered questions I'll say. And we didn't know, you know, kind of how things were going to look going forward. And I think the way that you sort of like approached it and like led us through that, it didn't necessarily like give us clear answers to the questions, but it did answer the question. Like does Craig like have our best interest at heart. And that answer was, resoundingly yes every time and so it doesn't matter if it was like you know it's all you can do you know we're in a fog yeah. yeah all i can say is we're in a fog yeah <laughs> i'm on the same boat y'all are on <laughs> yeah keep, keep rowing yeah. yeah yeah but i mean that's funny to say like but that that takes a lot of vulnerability as a leader because mm-hmm. i think some leaders have this facade as if things are all good but you even being able to say like Hey, we're in a fog and like I know mm-hmm. you don't understand. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. either, yeah. right? So totally. um to me that speaks like leadership and not saying things are going to be okay. It's yeah. you know, like being being it's like I'm looking through the maps. Yeah. I'm yelling to, <laughs> for help. Yeah. I'm doing all the is there something yeah. else? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else on this list. <laughs> no, that's So yeah. Not to get all sappy, but <laughs> no, yeah. I'm gonna cry before it's over. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, 
Oh, the other ones that I was going to say to your question earlier about um, mm-hmm. autonomy. Yeah. Um, autonomy to me is accountability. You mm-hmm. and I know this again, not working together, being mm-hmm. accountable to each other in small group. Right. Um, empowerment is great. You want to do something. The desire to go do something and answer that need is awesome. Right. We need to check in regularly mm-hmm. to be accountable. Right. And we're actually doing the thing <laughs> that we desired to do. Right. Yeah. And so that's why we have our, you know, our Monday call, our Friday call. You have your stand-ups every day, right? It's right. lots of little connections where we're being directly accountable to what yeah. we said we were going to do. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the best people like need that because oh, yeah. there's, there's just, it's so easy to like fall into that lull of like, ah, damn, I'll, I'll do that later. I'll start later. But when you have someone that like, when you know that something is coming up where you have to like check in and tell somebody like yeah. how this is going, um, and it never feels like, you know, micromanagement or like looking over our shoulder or anything like that. It's always just like, hey, what's going on? And do you need, you know, you need anything from me? And that that has always been like a, you know, a way that we we just feel. Well, it's shared know. accountability, too. Yeah. Right? It's it's not like you're standing in front of me being accountable to your task list. Right. Right. You're standing next to Eric. Right. You're standing next to Troy, who's standing next to David, mm-hmm. and y'all are seeing each other's task list. You know, yeah. at that point, I'm on more of an audience yeah. watching how you guys are working together. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah good. Luckily, we have a like a really like tight knit team, and we're like we kind of kind of give each other crap a lot of times, but mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, it's like we we carry each other's burdens, and we you know we step in to help where is needed, and mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm super grateful. So, you know, cool. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and the, the last note I had there was support is based off of knowing your people, which Gianni already. Yeah. Yeah. Reinforced. Yeah. I know you, you know me. There's <laughs> a Barney reboot. I don't know if you know. Uh, I look a little too Barney in that video <laughs> to, to kind of support that. <laughs> hey man, I'm a little too Barney shaped right now. So, <laughs> We're going we gonna to work on it. All right. Um, so um, how do you create opportunities for your employees to share their ideas, provide feedback, and take the lead on projects and initiatives? This was a hard one because you know, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be all like high fives in these, right? Yeah. I talk too much. Um, I absolutely <laughs> talk too much, as will be evidenced when you edit this podcast. I'm sure. <laughs> um, the right way to do that, and I know this, is listening when people have ideas, mm-hmm. which I'm not great at, but I try to be deliberate about. And yeah. then the other one, which I am good at, is saying yes. Yeah. Like, if you guys are bringing me something that you're passionate about that has anything at all to do with us being successful and you think you've got something that will add value, yeah. I don't care if I understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to say yes, mm-hmm. because the result will probably be something that I like. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of times if you, if we're bringing it to you, we've already probably done a lot of the sort of the work to check and make sure that this is viable. And so I think the, you know, the trust that you have in us to, to do that, like to not just, you know, kind of toss out harebrained ideas or, um, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is some, I mean, and that, that kind of, you know, sometimes that is albeit a little like, not stressful. It's like, that's the challenge, right? That's the the portion of it. That's like calling us to like a higher standard a little bit where it's like, Hey, I think this will be cool. Let's, let's do this. And it's like, uh, 
I don't yeah. know if we can do that. <laughs> How do I tell you you're being dumb without telling you that you're being dumb? Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, yeah. It's, but it's good though. Cause it's, I mean, it's challenged us and pushed us, you know, we've experienced a ton of growth individually and as a team, like over the past few years. So it's, it's obviously it's working and it's effective. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, you guys are going to come up with ideas that I don't come up with and solve problems that I haven't seen yet and come up with innovative solutions and, and ideas. Yeah. And I just want to say yes, as much as possible. And yeah. it's, they may not all pan out, yeah. but some of them will. And yeah. it'll be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You want to, you want to sure. next question? Um, so how do you balance the importance of employee input with the need for clear decision-making and strategic direction? Kind of to your, the last question, right? Where, where is this leadership line? Um, yeah. I try to be real open. I try to be real squishy and, and inspiring and positive and, but at the end of the day, like if, if things are getting out of control or we're just spinning around in circles, yeah. I've got to say, nope, yeah. this is what we're doing. Yeah. Making the call. Yeah. Someone can jump in front of me yeah. and, and try to die, but I, I've got to make the call. Yeah. You know? Um, and I've, every time I've ever gotten to that point, mm-hmm. it's normally gone. Well, like that's what they pay me for, you know, and you yeah. got to do it sometimes. Yeah. Most of the time you don't, yeah. like we discussed, but if there's a big tension, if there's a tiebreaker, if there's a nope, there's 47 directions to go and we're all wandering around like chickens. Yeah. Nope. We're going that way. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Oh, that's good. Um, I actually wrote down here in my notes, like not to be a dick about it, but I got to make the call. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be, that might be like verbatim. What, what yes. is said like on meetings? It's just like, Hey, not to be a dick, but <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Usually we're like, oh, well, you know, it's probably right. Um, cool. Um, so how can you how can you create open and transparent communication culture within your organization and encourage others to speak up and share their ideas? Ask for it. Just like the first question. Yeah. Just ask. Just say, I want your ideas. Mm-hmm. Give them to me and then make the space for them. Um, it's one of the things I've really tried to be deliberate about this year is one-on-ones every yeah. other week with every single person on the team. Yeah. Um, as well as the weekly meetings at the beginning and the end of the week where mm-hmm. it's just, there's gotta be enough places both as a group and individual for there to be time for them to say, Oh, I'm going to bring this idea up with Craig on our one-on-one on Friday. Yeah. And if I've made that space and I've made that time, yeah. You know, and I've asked, and I've said I want them. Yeah, and they usually just show up. Yeah, yeah. so it's like creating sense. that. You create the void for it, and then you know, give them the opportunity to fill it. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I'm kind of like going off script a little bit. So sorry for if I wreck or, you know, the, yeah. <laughs> but I just kind of, I don't know. I wanted to to ask what, you know, what do you think it was that occurred or that was, um, was there a moment in your life that kind of like caused you to want to build up other people? Like to, you know what I'm trying to say? Like in their, in their sure. career. It's a hard question, right? Cause you want to answer like, I've always been called to do good and serve, <laughs> but honestly, and I don't want to sound this the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I'm a big blonde white dude. Mm-hmm. 
who's Gen X. Yeah. <laughs> I showed up in the Navy at 18. Yeah. yeah. They didn't know me from anyone. They didn't know who the hell I was. Yeah. On day one, they said, do you want to be in charge? Mm. Wow. I have never had a job as an adult yeah. where somebody didn't find me within a very short period of time and say, would you like to manage a team or run a team or be in charge of this thing? Yeah. Uh, and I've tried to do good by that, right? We've talked a lot about the deliberate things that I've learned, lessons yeah. I've learned. I was yeah. a shitty boss 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was absolutely awful, right? Yeah. I, I've talked to some people that were on teams of mine back then. Yeah. Um, and it's hilarious. Like I had a guy that worked for me at a, like two or three jobs ago. Um, and we'd also worked together way back in the day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, name is Andy. We were having a beer. And he was like, you know, I never told you this, but we terrified to call you <laughs> on the night shift if we had a problem. Oh, I was like, if they had a problem and they were calling me for help, I was like, yeah. what the fuck are you calling me? <laughs> you know, you can't figure this out. Yeah. Um, you're waking me up to figure that, you know, it was, you know, I would never do that. Now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so I don't know mm. if it is just that I was a large white male of a certain type that mm. was, given that advantage my Mm -hmm. whole life. I've tried to meet that advantage, but I have no idea why (laughs) people just keep giving me teams. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it's like, it speaks to like a growth and like um, a humility that it, that it takes to, to one, like recognize, you know, that you were that way and to, you know, make adjustments to, in order to to get better. Um, But also like, it takes a sort of, uh, just a spirit of like improvement because even if you know it, it could just be like, eh, if I keep getting the jobs, why, you know, why would I change? You yeah. know? So it's, there's, I think in those two things, like, cause it's, there's the, I don't want to say a balance of like pride and humility, but there's like, you, you do take a certain pride, like a, in a positive way about the work that we do. Um, but you also carry an air of humility that says like, I'm, not always going to do things right. And if I get it wrong, then I'm willing to say that I got it wrong and to, you know, stand on, you know, stand against the pointy end of the stick and, you know, take the hit because I'm, I'm the one who's in charge. Yeah. That's the right way to do it. Right. You, you yeah. said it's pride and humility. Right? We're sitting in this lovely space, right? I wouldn't have taken this much pride mm-hmm. in my podcasting space. Right. <laughs> this is something that you're, you've been very deliberate about, you know, I want to take pride in this space. I want to take pride in my craft and show dedication to this craft, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mostly hooked up the wires and stuff. Gianni <laughs> makes you. it pretty. Yeah, she makes it pretty really and makes it sound mom. good. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Mom. So, yeah. Grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, you guys executed on a vision. Right. Yeah. I haven't built a goddamn thing <laughs> in 20 years. Yeah. Right. People are like, Craig built Aflac cyber protection. Like, no, I didn't. <laughs> and a whole bunch of people built it. Yeah. I, I, I named it. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote a bunch of stories down about it. Yeah. You, know? you gave us the vision and then, you know, we, that's not true. You've built something. You built your D and D character. There you go. Uh-huh. Boom. Oh, and our, our TV, like the, our, our, our map TV. Yes. Yeah. There Mostly you. you. I, I kind of stood back at a certain point. <laughs> you and Mike built that. <laughs> Okay. Like, can I hit it with a hammer? Yeah. <laughs> no? Okay. You got it. Man. We need a saw? I know a guy with a saw. Yeah. I don't have a saw. I can't actually saw, but I know a guy with a saw. Let's yeah. go to that guy. <laughs> hey, that is a valuable skill. <laughs> <laughs> the connector, man. 
Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to kind of skip ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, stuff we want to talk about. Um, but how do you go about, or what's the process that you use to, um, identify the strengths of your team members and how do you determine how to use them in, in your organization? It's funny. I was talking with Sean, uh, it was down with us the other day, one of the architects. Yeah. Um, I always liken a small team to a crew that's doing a heist. <laughs> and yeah. if there is a talent that I have developed over mm-hmm. the years, it is running a heist, yeah. right? <laughs> it, it is like, I know who's going to drive the getaway car. I know yeah. who's going to like squeeze inside the box. I know yeah. who's going to run the con. Yeah. Like, and it, yeah. it's just instinct at this point, right? It's, it's instinct and providence. You know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I don't know that it's perfect. Uh, I wrote down, you got to spend a lot of time. Mm-hmm. knowing yeah. your people. You got to spend a lot of time talking with your people. Yeah. And after that, you just got to, it's natural selection. People say, I want to do this job and you have to have the instinct to know, like, do I want them doing that job? Right. And yeah. eventually it all sort of works out. Yeah. Totally. That, that makes me think of the, uh, the episode of Rick and Morty where it's like the <laughs> heist con episode. Yeah. And every, every time somebody like pitches something to, to Rick, he's like, you son of a bitch. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> And it's like he goes around this whole like convention. He's just like gathering people and you know finding their their specific skill sets. But no, that like I said, that is a you know a talent in and of itself because I think not everybody can recognize like, hey, this person is good at this, and you know just be willing to to yield even the the cool and fun jobs to to somebody that might be better at it and say like, hey you should be doing this. And also like being able to have like hard conversation with somebody be like, Hey man, I know you like this, but we would be like, as a team, we would benefit from you doing this and kind of like the give and take of, you know, you can help out or, you know, kind of finding, finding ways to, um, to, to meet them in the middle, but also like help them understand the goal and work towards that as opposed to just being like, no, you do this, shut up. Yeah. It, it's yeah. like in- no, it is it is absolutely mental jujitsu. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, because look, at the end of the day, you want to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you want to be a video audio, you know, yeah. guy. Um, but I can't pay you to do that. Right. <laughs> so I have to somehow get you interested in doing what I need you to do. Yeah. Right. Compensate you correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and right. focus you where I need you. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think sorry, Gianni, I'm like no, it feels like just I already have my question, but Craig I'll just, I'll just <laughs> well, wait till you stop. Go ahead and ask it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to shut up. Actually. No, it's, it's, I was just going to ask is mm-hmm. Craig said, he's like, it's like the squad for the heist. Like, yeah. so knowing what you know about Kyle, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think he would drive the getaway car. What would, what, where would you see him fitting into? Like, I got the right school? answer. I don't know. I'm sorry, Kyle. Love oh. you, man. Uh, he's the straight man. Mm. Uh, He's the straight, he's so honest. Yeah. He's so likable. He's the straight man. Yeah. Right. You need a guy to be the straight man yeah. in a con. Kyle's the straight man. I can see that. Yeah. I yeah. I'll, he's I'll the one that. where they go, well, this guy's involved. Yeah. So it's got to be real. Yeah. You know, there's got to be, okay, there's not something going on. This guy's involved. <laughs> which, you know, which is like hilarious because <laughs> the, so the second ever like D&D character that I played when we when, like since we've been playing together was like the best liar in history. <laughs> it's like yeah, Chris was just yeah. You didn't know what 
what was going on, but yeah. Um, well, we like playing characters that are different yeah. than ourselves. That's part of the fantasy, right? That's what yeah. we get Absolutely. to do to step into that that, yeah. that world. It's one of the reasons I really enjoy it. You know, I'm playing a gnome. Yeah. It'll probably fit in my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 I think my character, what, she had, was it six arms? Yeah, your character had six arms and she was she like, was like, like a knife. And a cigar. And I think she was nice. like, wasn't she fish. supposed to be like a stay-at-home mom or something like that? Like she, she had, had a like bunch of kids. food and like a kid in one arm. And it was just like this perfect, like, you know, imagery like of. A, what's those things called that you put a liquor in? Oh, yeah. She had a, a shot glass or something like that. No. Flask? Flask. A flask. Yeah. There you go. No. <laughs> and her name was Perla, I think. Perla. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Perla. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, I skipped ahead and then I lost myself. Mm-hmm. This is the last question. Okay. Well, not um, the very last, but the last question in the box. Yeah. So what are, uh, three specific action steps a business leader can take to empower their team and create a culture of empowerment within their organization? So you already know this being on the team, right? I'm, I'm, Deeply invested in the start with why by mm-hmm. Simon Sinek. So define your why yeah. and define it together as a team. So yeah. you all know why you're there. Right. Um, that's big. We actually need to do that for this new project. I was realizing mm-hmm. that like two days ago. I'm like, you know, we need to do a start with why session yeah. about this new partner security project. Cause we all had our why on cyber protection and now mm-hmm. we need a new one. The second one is fine. Like find ways to inspire myself. Like, why do I care about this? Like yeah. seek out, what problem we're solving, what people we're going to make happy, what lives we're like, what, what are the things that are going to inspire me mm-hmm. and then bring that back to the team? Yeah. You know? And if I can bring that in, like, this is why I'm excited about this. Then right. usually everyone else gets excited about it too. So define your why, um, bring the, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring the inspiration back to your team. And then, uh, I don't want to like toot my horn or anything, but be authentic. Mm. Yeah. Be real. Yeah. Right. Like just, we talked about it earlier about the real and negativity. Yeah. You've got to be real when it's bad times, but also be real when it's good times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like no, that is a, uh, I think that's probably a big part of the reason why I am where I am today in, you know, in my career. And I think like you touched on the fact that like, you know, this is what I want to do, where I want to be. Um, but because of like, working with you and, you know, getting to kind of like challenge myself in the role that I'm in. Um, I have, you know, found that I do have like a passion and, and a skill set that, you know, frankly allows me to afford a, a nice lifestyle for yeah. my family. And it's, you know, it's kind of nice. And even if it's two, three levels down on your list of stuff that you'd like to do in the world, there is a yeah. satisfaction to being able to do something well enough to be paid for it and live a lifestyle. Totally. Mm-hmm. Like that, you might be like, man, I wish I was doing X, Y, or Z. But then mm-hmm. it's like, I like having a nice car and yeah. I love my house. And, yeah. You know, I like being able to go to Bermuda. And yeah. yeah. Like there is a satisfaction yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mike Rowe has a lot to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the dirty jobs guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Little, little right for my, you know, typical taste, but yeah. he's got a real practical approach to work. He's like, you'll have job satisfaction when you show up early and you stay late and you get good. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we are, uh, we're to the, to our 
crescendo or what is what is this? This is our our favorite question of the show. Okay. Um, so imagine that you've just won an Emmy, a Grammy, major mm-hmm. award. You know, you've 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 been called up to the stage. You step up to the mic. Give us your thank you speech. I didn't have one. I actually, I was like, this is an awful question. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this question. But then I was like, wait, I've seen this question answered correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen this moment right. Yeah. Um, and when I think it's right, it is when they're like, hey, can I have all my team come up here? Yeah. And they do that, right? You see yeah. them like all of a sudden the director and the sound guy and yeah. the two top actors and the yeah. stage is crowded with like 20 people. That's the right way to do that thing, I think. Yeah. yeah. I love that answer. I like that. Yeah. Because it's it's one thing to you know to read the list. That of or names. thank you, mom. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, mom. It's, Go yeah. either way. <laughs> and and Miss Laura. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Nope, just forget everyone and go straight to the mom. Straight to mom. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mom and Jesus, and mm-hmm. you're good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, we really appreciate you uh, cool. taking the time and. Um, fist bump you way over there. Yeah. Sorry, we'll edit it in. Yeah. <laughs> Have his arm extended. Yeah. <laughs> Just go Gumby across the <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, this is like a lot of fun. So we appreciate you. Appreciate the fact that you are uh I'm flexible. glad I came here. Yeah. yeah. I saw it pop up on the calendar. I'm like, oh, are we still doing that thing? Because you're at work and yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Um audience, thanks. Glad you guys can hang out with us. And um, I've been staring over here the whole time. That's fine. That's okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope you guys got a lot of uh, valuable information and yeah, I can wisdom. Right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and we will, yeah, we'll see them next week, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Okay. For that episode title, whatever it's called. <laughs> with some bloke. Yep. yep. <laughs>